0: What's up, and welcome to kind of funny games daily for Friday, January 27th, 2023. That would have been the saddest smoke machine blast that we've had yet because not only did only one of them go off, not two, but the one went off and kind of stuttered a little bit. Yeah, like he
2: was waiting for his friend to go as well. And he was like, Oh, what,
0: what? Am I doing it? All right, all right. Uh, but of course, it's Friday, and that can mean only one thing. Friday energy, Friday everybody, energy. and we are about to bring about, a a brow, we're about to bring brought. it. Um, it's gonna be a really, really, really good show today. I, earlier, I, I'm having a hard a hard day with my mouth bless all right <laughs> listen I, I know
1: i know what that's like
0: right. i was telling you about the song sunday candy uh-huh. and i said sunday, sunday candy Candy.
1: <laughs> hey man you know sometimes you have one of those i mean you have the have you drank your coffee yet because i see this i, I always want to call it tall but it's not tall it's, oh, it's Trenta or trenta
0: you have trenta. your trenta coffee in front of you and mm-hmm. it doesn't look it doesn't look drank yet what if i told you i already drank half of it and then i filled the rest with water oh jesus God. You're Jesus a I'm a liquid boy I' I've, I've been doing this uh,
1: <laughs> this quote unquote "new thing. I've been drinking tea more lately. yeah like, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: doing this since you fucking started I working know here. but I keep going back <laughs> and shape. forth
1: between the tea and the coffee, so mm-hmm. like I was in my coffee era, era for quite a bit mm-hmm. um, This week, I decided to step back into my tea era. and let me tell you, it hit it hit perfectly yesterday, where I felt like I had a good energy on the show, like I, I didn't have like the coffee shakes, I didn't have to deal with all, all the brain fog, all that stuff today. I'm in that same place, but I feel like I'm a little bit too mellow. I'm a little bit too chill. And I'm worried. I'm worried that I'm not gonna get the energy that I need today, Tim. Yeah. So I need you to like oh, I'm bring, bring your it. Friday energy and I'm then infect me with it I, I so
2: that I can have the Friday energy. I'm naturally gonna find it definitely. Maybe not during this show, but mm-hmm. definitely but after this. After this place, Why?
0: What are we doing, Barrett?
2: We're gonna play some. Show motherfucking- them. Can you show them? Oh, show sure, them what we're doing? Sure, sure. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Um, Let's We're about see. to have some
0: fun like we haven't had oh. in 20-plus years, everybody. We're playing some Golden Eye. Let's go. Can you bring it up one more time, Barrett? Because I need everyone to see what I showed you. Have you ever noticed he has a really long mouth?
2: Yeah, I remember that old meme. Wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that. Jesus Christ. What the fuck was going on there? Was that his hand? Was it yeah, like that's a weird. And it's just weirdly angled where it looks like. That's it's his so mouth funny. That's, really long. that's the a official. Really old Facebook meme. <laughs> a that's a really long so mouth, funny.
0: everybody. Um, you know what? Speaking of long mouths, we have some games to talk about. Okay, I was like, oh, where is he going with this I don't one? Know. I really don't know, but this is kind of funny. It's daily. It's Friday. Each and every weekday, we get together to talk about all the video game news that you need to know. Um, today's stories include, would you believe it? Another Last of Us story. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2 officially <laughs> <laughs> returning for a second season. There's some leaks about the next Far Cry games and more because uh, this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday, 10 a.m. live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, you can, watch live there you can watch later on youtube or you can listen on podcast services just search for kind of funny games daily We'll be right there for you on your favorite podcast service of choice. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong. But go to kindoffunny dot com slash you're wrong. Uh, and remember, if you are on the Epic Creator Stow Store Stow, Stow, <laughs> Stow uh, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Guys. You should just roll with the stove and, and make yeah, that your new thing. Yeah, hey, this is how I talk now. <laughs> yeah, I'm Spaghetti's. God, what you at me? What you coming at me, foe? <laughs> <laughs> Use the promo code kind of funny, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps us out a lot. Uh, Foxy Steve in the chat says Friday, more like Fry-yay. That's exactly hey. the energy that I'm trying to bring in today. Hey. Uh, I also
1: want to judge people in chat because some people are like, oh, away. the Xbox version has multiplayer. Oh, doesn't only the Switch version have multiplayer? Motherfucker, let me tell you about split screen. All right, Gold Knight is a kids, game. It's a man. game known for split screen. We're gonna play split screen multiplayer. That's what it's we're doing on today. It's all
2: on one console. That's the that's the exactly it. I'm gonna it be on the couch together. I'm
1: gonna everybody. be screen peeking like a motherfucker. All right, yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> get I ready, Tim. You can't hide from I, me. I can't
0: hide from you. I told. Him I'm gonna try. You know, I <laughs> almost
1: let out a tweet yesterday, but mm-hmm. I. It's that thing where now I'll type out a tweet think about the replies that I'll get to that tweet, and then I delete the tweet. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know what? I don't need to smoke off of this. No, you don't. You no, I get enough don't. of that when I'm on this show. You uh, what were you going to say, though? <laughs> uh, so I, let me see if I can still find it in my drafts. Actually, it'll be my phone. Because honestly, I, it, it's a tweet that I think a lot of people would have found entertaining. funny but it's that thing where i'm sure the the trolls will misconstrue it and mistake it and then turn it into like oh he's trying to he's trying to be different because he's trying to be quirky or whatever and Mm -hmm. i'm like no this is just me being a quirky guy i am a quirky guy but it's not like i'm trying to be quirky (laughs) it just comes naturally to me oh did i not save the draft oh here it is okay so the tweet i was gonna tweet yesterday was y'all played goldeneye i played the world is not enough y'all played banjo i played dk64 y'all played perfect dark I played Jet Force Gemini. We are not the same. <laughs> and like,
0: I'm going to let you know right now, Bless. That's a bad tweet. There's, there's not even any like, yeah. there's there, there, like George Lucas said it best, man. There's poetry. It needs nah, to rhyme. Man. There's no poetry nah, there. I nah, need the poetry, man. Bless. Nah, that was, man. Because the, the, the idea of it is the fact
1: that like, yeah, like, I just, so like, I'm seeing all this Goldeneye hype on mm-hmm. my timeline. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, good for y'all. I'm jealous about the fact that I don't have GoldenEye-specific nostalgia. All my nostalgia is about the, the blue cartridge. The World is Not Enough. That was my GoldenEye game. That, like, that I played without even having context of, like, GoldenEye and how that was, like, the world-altering thing. I played so much The World is Not Enough on N64. Fucking
2: hipster over here, man. And
1: that's the thing. Like, that's my thing is, like, I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. I don't know what my parents were on when they went to the store. They went to game exchange and they're like, oh, let's get Worlds on. Oh, let's get Jeff for, oh, let's get DK instead of these other games that everybody is, is reveres. What's up, Tim?
0: Can you give me the one? Give Tim the one.
1: Oh, Michael, <laughs> when did you get here?
0: Blessing. What's up? Now, can you give me the one? <laughs> <laughs> I need to apologize to you. Mm-hmm. It was a good tweet. Thank you. It was a good tweet. I, I was wrong. Mm. And let me explain to you where I was wrong. All right, where were you? I going? said there was no poetry. There was poetry. There was. There was balance on each side of your this or that mm. situation. I thought you were comparing Goldeneye to the world ends with you. What?
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Which I was like Barry, like, start to show over. We what the fuck? The what the fuck is happening?
0: The world's not. Enough. That makes sense. That Thank you. makes sense. You're comparing you. like things
1: exactly right the golden eye is to a world is not enough what perfect dark is to jeff wars what D- what banjo is to dk64 you're following I get me it. now i'm
0: following now you I'm fa- but you see where i was like what the fuck I, is wrong with you i understand
1: that different understand generation
0: that. not even the same genre nothing about that made sense but you know what congratulations thank you to be congratulations. fair congratulations the world is forgotten
1: the world is not enough it's not just a yeah. new thing if i just mm-hmm. say the words the world is not enough people don't understand what the fuck yeah, i'm talking about But see about.
0: i do the moment you said blue cartridge i was like oh i'm about that life mm. Now, you want to talk about 007 Nightfire on the GameCube, then, mm-hmm. then we can have a party. But you know what? We'll have to party later. I've already said this is Kind of Funny Games Daily 10 fucking thousand times. Fucking Problems was the name of the song, by Oh, the fucking that's problems. what it was. Yeah. That song slaps. Uh, remember, you can go to patreon.com slash funny to get the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Okay, everybody? You want to do that. Just like Delaney Twining, our Patreon producer, who's the absolute best of us. The absolute best of us. Uh, Denise Richards is in the world of is not enough denise richards also a former real housewife of beverly hills the more you know
1: who did denise richards play in the world's not enough
0: christmas and he was like i thought christmas only came once a year
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> wait the, was that line in the game the lines in the movie okay i don't think they put the line in the game <laughs> Cause I, cause you, I don't
2: remember that in the, i feel like, or it's like you were just young and you did didn't get the oh maybe entendre, i didn't get it maybe you
1: know? i didn't get
0: it as a youngin mm-hmm isn't that, like, so great? <laughs> that's actually fantastic. Uh, housekeeping for you. A new Shitlist and Remember Blank are up on Patreon right now. Uh, they talk – They we talk about the top 10 PS3 games on Shitlist and the original Dead Space on Remember Blank. You can go check those out on Patreon. Uh, the Ant-Man rewatch episode of In Review is live right now on YouTube. Um, it's or, no, 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 It's com- going up on Monday. It's going up on Monday. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. That's but- me. Uh, it is a great episode, um, where Nick and Greg decide to partner up against me and Andy and it goes yeah. about as well. About, wait, about what? Every, yeah. everything, everything
2: that you could possibly imagine. Y'all are talking
0: about Ant-Man. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yes, That's we are. It's not a controversial and movie, and is they, it? They
2: gang up on Tim and Andy before they even start fucking talking about the movie, Bliss. They were just, they were in Greg and Nick energy mode, you know?
1: But yeah. like, who? What side did, do you and Andy not like the movie? Or? Let me tell
0: you, it had nothing to do with Ant Man. Oh, hanging to do Up with against the movie. us. All right. No, no. Greg was just in in a Greg mood. All right. Mm. Um. Anyways, go check that out. Today we're brought to you by the kind of funny Patreon. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin. With what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
1: <laughs> Tom Gross is in chat. Says, "Blessing is my father." And I'm going to pull a Pedro <laughs> Pascal and say,
0: No, I'm your daddy. It's Cyber Subdue. We have six <laughs> stories today. A banker's dozen. <laughs> Release me from this <laughs> sweet hell. Jeez I'm Christ so sorry man. to everybody that has to listen to this fucking episode because there's Friday energy and then there's whatever the <laughs> fuck. This, this is the gas leak episode. This is the gas leak episode, everybody. Barrett. I'm very proud of you. You nailed that. I needed was... to take a, a, a
2: deep uh, inhale at one point.
0: But you had great breath control there. You did it at uh, the right mm. moment to, to kind of hide it in the pocket. So that mm. like, like there was a consistency when it you came could, to You there. could be a rapper, Barrett. Yeah. With I that kind of that breath control. Oh. Uh, story number one. The Last of Us HBO is returning for season two. Um, the Last of Us HBO Twitter account tweets out, the journey continues. Uh, and then they just said what I already just said. And it's pretty damn exciting. Yeah. Like, not surprising To literally anyone on the world that's been keeping up with this show or watching The Last of Us, hearing all the records it's breaking, knowing that everyone that's watching it is absolutely loving it, and us on the other side knowing that not only is there a follow-up game, but it's perfectly translatable, too. The quality of this HBO show.
1: Of course. I think now is where we can begin even more the speculation of where do they take season two? Is it going to be one for one what last is part two of the game was? Is it going to be divvied up into multiple seasons, right? Like how do they how do they keep this train going? I'm excited about the success of last of the last HBO show. Um and like, you know, we talk it's been A tired conversation now about video game adaptations and their level, levels of quality. Their varying levels of quality and, like, the history of video game, video game adaptations often not being great, right? And now in more recent years, we've, <clears throat> we've gotten enough actually great ones, right? Looking at Sonic, looking at Cyberpunk, looking at Witcher, looking at uh, Detective Pikachu, and the list actually goes on. Right? We're in a very exciting place for video game adaptations. And watching the first two episodes of The Last of Us, the tone has already been set. You know, like I'm looking for I'm so looking forward to the rest of the season. I'm very excited for each episode. I'm excited for this next episode because I keep hearing really great things about um where they're going with it. Um and so yeah, good on congratulations to the the team working on the Last of Us show. Congratulations to to, to Neil Druckmann uh, and everybody who's d- done work on the Last of Us. And yeah, like I'm I guess my question for you is what is what do they do much to change season 2? No. Do you think season 2 is going to be one for one what the Last of Us Part 2 game was?
0: Yes. And no, I'm standing by and committing to what I've been saying. That's last of us. Part two will be two seasons of the show, but I do think that they will, that season two you will going to be
1: the same format though. I
0: do. Yeah. I, Cause the thing about the last of us two is, and without getting into the specific details of things, but this is general spoilers of, of last of us. If you two, if you don't want to know anything about this, like don't listen to this, the formatting and placement and pacing of how the story plays out, I think is so core to the theme and tone and idea of what that game is actually about that you can't just move things around to make it better chronologically or to make it better mm. for uh, to to keep characters around longer or this or whatever it's mm. like I think that the, the way that that game presents itself is so core to the point
2: and honestly, I think the pacing would be better suited for something like television. The one drawback, I would say, in the the pacing for the game is more of the gameplay stuff. When You have your arsenal, arsenal essentially built up, and then it's kind of taken away from you. And again, I'm speaking in vagaries here as much as I can. But if you understand, like, in the middle of that, where you have to kind of, like, start from scratch again, I feel like that was, like, a, a big damper. But you're not going to have that in a television show. My thing here, though, is, Tim, emotionally, right, if we're doing... Two parts where, you know, the uh, season two follows one character and then season three, I imagine we're following a different character. When we go back to that first character by the end of season three, does that hit the same if the story is told across two seasons? Like because it's been so long since we've been hanging out with that character and stuff like that.
0: So, I don't worry about that for a couple reasons. One, like I've been saying, I think that seasons two and three are going to be a lot closer together than seasons one and two are going to be of the show. Like, I think the two and three will be annualized to some extent. And I also think that, like, we're talking about TV. Like, we're talking about HBO TV. People are used to watching these type of shows. Like, people watched Game of Thrones for a decade. You know what I mean? And, like, there was long-term storytelling there. There's characters that would pop back up later and, like, people followed. Like... I think we need to give people a little bit more credit than just assuming that like, they're completely stupid because I feel like there's a lot of completely stupid people out there. You know what I mean? Don't I point dabble. Me. Don't point at me. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare you? You put that finger away, Tim Gettys. <laughs> I was literally about to put myself down saying I dabble in the stupid every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's Very funny. Uh, but, uh, you're, but Les is not stupid, everybody. Thank not you. Not stupid at all. Um, a little, stupid, a little stupid. Just a little stupid. Just a little bit. But we're all a little stupid. Um, But I, I feel... I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying. I'm one of them... To, oh, no, no, no. There's a lot of stupid people out there, but I feel like the people that are committing to watching these HBO shows, if you're that far in, if you're multiple seasons into watching this prestige television show, you're you're in it. You get it. I don't think that it's going to take away the from the vibe any more than it took away from the vibe for us playing the game and being away from them for that many hours. Mm.
1: I kind of hope they change some things. Not in the way that like... Totally change up the story to like you know maybe reformat putting Abby in a different place or like I I what I want from season two of The Last of Us uh, is for them to translate it to TV the best they can to tell that story in the ways in which like we have different things going on in this la- in this uh, season one of The Last of Us for me the difference going into it though is Last of Us one as a video game and as a story. I think translates a bit easier for what the themes are of that story than Last is Part 2. For me, Last is Part 2 so much is being in the shoes of those characters and carrying out those acts. I think that story is so powerful because I am the one who is who's murdering people, named people, right? I I slash, that, or I stab somebody, and then their friend over there is like, oh, Dan, oh, Dan, please, don't kill my friend Dan, right? Like, doing that, like, ha- having the, fa- having uh, um, the moments where you're playing as, and we're getting into slight spoilers for Last is Part 2, if you don't want to hear anything <clears throat> getting into the moments in the second half of the game where you're play- playing as abby right and seeing that uh, uh seeing the results of the actions that you did in the first half for me that works and is powerful because it's a video game and because you are the actually the person that, that is having control over these things i am curious to see how they tackle some of the same subject matter right and i'm sure the same themes because i think the, at the core of the Us part two and the Us period right are the the themes hey last is part one is about connection. it is about Joel at the, the very top of the game losing kind of his faith in humanity right losing this uh, 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 his connection with, with with his daughter because of what happens right and then having to rebuild those same kind of connections later on in the in the game with Ellie. I think if they capture that then cool that's successful. last is part two is about rage right like rage that essentially spawns from love of a person right where it is hey i am going after joel because joel killed somebody i loved hey i'm going after ellie because ellie killed somebody i love right and it is the um like the the spawning of rage uh uh because of what hap- what is happening to the people you love i think as long as they capture that then what they do around it everything all the choices they make in terms of translating this to television around that should just contribute to that theme and then like you know Whatever you change from there, you change from there. Um, So I I guess I say all this to say that, like, I'm down for them to switch things up as long as it makes it good for TV.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think they have proven so far that they are doing just that. And I expect them to do that. And I think that there's a reality that Last of Us 2 has a lot more gameplay than Last of Us 1 does. And we've already seen what they do for gameplay in Last of Us 1. And they dramatically change it the shootout with Robert wasn't a shootout with Robert, right? And apply that logic to many scenes in Last of Us 2. I think it is going to be a little bit condensed to the point that I, I'm i still convinced that it'll be seasons two and three to make up Last of Us part two, but I don't think it's out of their own possibility that they could cover the entirety of the game in one season doing the, the I mean, same exact format of the story of the games. Because if you take out that the gameplay elements, I do think that what you're talking about the player being like the one doing these things, you kind of feel more implicated. TV doesn't need to do that; they can tell that story differently, and they exactly. they can make it more about the character. So, i I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But I, my gut tells me that they're going to like really sit with it and add, if anything, not take away. One thing, one thing I'll add too,
1: right? Because I'm somebody who I love the story of the Last of Us. I love the story of the Last of Us Part Two. I don't think the story of the Last of Us Part Two is perfect. Like, there are actually quite a few issues that I have uh, with that story, and I think parts of it are. I, at the end of the day, I loved Abby as a character. A lot of people fucking hate Abby, right? And a lot of those people hate Abby for bad reasons. I think there are a handful of people that I, I think could see better ways in which you introduce that character and make that make that character one that you sympathize with more than how they did it, right? I think, especially in a TV format, I could see the case of, if you are cutting it in halves, right, making it a season two, season three situation with cut, with the, um, the first and second half of the last is part two, I could see the case where it is hey, you are in Ellie's shoes for all of season two and you get to the end and then you get to season three and boom, it is Abby's story now. And like having to kind of sit with that for a while and now you are sitting with these actions as Ellie and then coming back over a year later, possibly uh, to that. I could see how that might even have a worse effect than in the game, right? Where it is, all right, back to back, boom, you did this. Now get into Ellie's shoes or get into Abby's shoes and, and, and and get that story. I don't know if that's entirely the best way to do it in TV. If they figure it out, and like if Neil and the team find a, and Craig find a great way to do that through the show, then they do, and, I, and then I think they do it. But I could also see a route in which maybe it is concurrently you are cutting back and forth between Abby and Ellie to give more of a side-by-side and maybe make it more palpable to the wider audience uh, than they did in the Last Part Two game. Because at the very least, we could all say Last of Part Two was conflicting <laughs> for a lot of people, right? Like, that was a—people th- took that each and every way. I think maybe you could you can make the last as part two or last of season two and three in the way in a way that maybe gets more people in because you tell it in a more um, a targeted way.
0: Yeah, I feel some of what you're saying, but I really I, I think that it takes away the point if you intermix it too much. Like it has to be this and then that for the experience, whether or not you're playing. So I making it more palpable and all that, I'm not looking for palpable. I'm looking for a good story. I'm mm-hmm. looking for like committing to the theme and tone. And I have full un, full belief that they're gonna do that. So I'm not worried at all. I love Last of Us 1, I love Last of Us 2, and I am loving the Last of Us HBO show. This is going to be fucking awesome. I'm just so happy that we're getting this. Not a surprise season 2 is confirmed, but I'm very happy it is confirmed, because hopefully this means we'll start getting some production news soon, and then it's like, all right, cool, we're going to get season 2 sooner than we could have been getting it.
1: How violent do you think they get with season 2? extremely because
0: last is part two i like, last is part one is violent of course mm-hmm. last is part
1: two i all i keep i i always think back to the scene where it is um uh i think it was the the scars or, or what's the scars the bad name for them uh them being like clipper wings seraphites. the seraphites yeah them being like clipper wings and then like they fucking hammer in the the, the girl's elbows i think oh, yeah. it was abby actually right um that shit was violent and like.
2: There's a show on HBO uh, that once was on HBO called Game of Thrones. If you remember, mm. and Game of Thrones would also get pretty fucking violent and dark. So I don't, I don't think they're gonna stray away from that. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the last of the show so far has had some fucking like, yeah, fucked up imagery and like, like just cutting people's open and shit. It's like, ugh. I don't and like then like also, that.
2: Uh, on a similar note, because people are uh, concerned of like. How are they going to like try to let go of a certain character like, uh, you know, soon after season one going right into season two and stuff like that? And it's like, let me take you back to a little show called Game of Thrones. End of season one, Sean Bean. Or Walking Dead. Yeah, exactly.
0: Which I mean, I think there is no better analog to The Last of Us than Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. It is a combination of those two they're gonna commit they're gonna go so yeah, like, fucking I mean, hard they're gonna piss people off so and i can't wait much. i can't like, wait here's to... the thing right walking dead also
1: had a lot of bad seasons is the thing and i for me some of the early ones yeah but even like for me the walking dead got to some of its worst parts when it was just indulging purely in the violence like the negan episode should have been one of the best episodes of tv and i fucking hated that episode because it was just it was like watching torture porn and i and for me for last part too there are certain parts where i'm like this is like watching torture porn. Like, there are parts of Last of Us, especially uh, the last few hours, of last part two, where I'm like, I straight up just don't like for how, how violent it gets. And again, I got trust in the team. HBO's done this before, you know, all that stuff. I think they could get it right. I also think there are some ways that they could get it wrong. I just hope they don't get it wrong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to story number two. Um, Joel from The Last of Us is hosting SNL. Hey. <laughs> uh, the Game Awards tweeted out The Last of Us star Pedro Pascal will host saturday night live on february 4th with musical guest coldplay
1: hey man it's all <laughs> you're treading some mighty the ice, man <laughs>
0: that's that my michael sarah's drill
1: uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> uh fuck what's that coldplay song that we were singing yesterday
0: yellow hey, hey man
1: yellow. hey man it's all, it's all yellow man <laughs> Cool. That cool. Stop he is. doing
2: your impressions.
0: There, Thank there you. He hey is.
1: man. You know, I've, I've been practicing at this for a while. You know, I know what
0: I, I know what it uh what I'm doing when it comes to impressions. This is this is cool. I'm excited for it. I think it's a little weird how much people are talking about this. <laughs> it's like SNL happens every week and people hope. That. Like <laughs> it feels like Pedro Pascal's getting like extra boosted up from it. But... I think maybe from our circles just because like you know he's joel right this is
1: this is a thing to promote the, the last lesson so it's kind of cool to have that snl <laughs> snl status from somebody who's doing this video game adaptation i don't really watch snl i only watch the um uh che and uh the other dude who do the weekend update weekend update i only watch weekend update because weekend update is fucking gold everything else i don't watch but even, co- weekend, good for Pedro. even
2: weekend update every once in a while i was like all right yeah
1: yeah. But like when they do this, they the had joke a good uh,
2: Parks and Rec reunion uh, a, a week or two ago when uh, Aubrey Plaza hosted. That was cute.
0: Oh that's fun. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza went hard, man. They did a parody God. of the uh, I love her so like much. The, the the Miss Universe thing, you know? Where <laughs> was was Steve University. Harvey there? No, oh, okay. Well Steve Harvey reading the wrong name. Oh no, no 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 no. The thing God, with that, that was like a decade ago. It, yeah, oh, that's
1: yeah. where I was like, Oh, that's a late
0: <laughs> that's a late time to do this joke. Where it <laughs> cut between like all the, the different women like saying the countries they're from. Uh-huh. The, yeah, have you seen this? Like the last week, that's going viral, and then she says France really funny?
1: No, I've not seen that. France! <laughs> no, I've not seen that.
0: <laughs> oh, got to watch that. That's it later, really dude. funny. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, I don't know if we should pull it up, though.
0: I think we need to pull it up. I, Are we going to get striked?
2: Is that the I, thing? I worry if we're going to get striked by pulling it up.
0: Well you show me later. Show yeah, me go get fucking striped. <laughs> but uh anyways, it's it's fucking hilarious. I Plaza was on it, but SNL needs to sometimes not just like rip, do something the exact same way the original thing did it. Like there's no parody there. It's you're just doing the thing. Mm. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. Pedro like, Pascal. I watched it the
1: fake episode of SNL years ago. That was fun. Yeah. We are down to our final seven
0: contestants. Oh, no, no, so I, no I didn't want to you, you to bring up the SNL version. We're definitely going to okay, get well, caught now for that. Uh, well, the Thompson's you want come to The original, the video, the, 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 what they're referencing. Great. Oh. With the front.
1: We're, we're no doing this with commentary, YouTube.
0: <laughs> we're, we're commentating well, all sorry, things. Right, anyways, 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 Pedro Pascal, are you gonna? Are you interested in this? Do no. you think there's going to be anything? I mean, I'm sure this will be good because Pedro Pascal
1: is great. I'm not watching this, but cool. Yeah, that's awesome for him. Yeah,
0: I'm excited. Are you about gonna it. watch it? Um, I pr- I won't watch the episode, but I'll probably I'll watch all the produced bits they do. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they recently hired uh, Mike Diva. Do you remember Mike Diva? No. Remember Mike sexy sax man? Is it are
1: these SNL things? Because I'm just I, no I'm no okay. no no no
0: no. Mike <laughs> YouTube. I'm Mike more I'm more than all that person. Uh, anyway, do you remember Dubstep Guns? Yes. The quarter Digital Video. Mike Diva did all the uh, VFX on that. Oh, okay. He's now doing um. He works for SNL and he does a lot of their, oh. their VFX and like that stuff. So it'll
2: be interesting to see how he does uh, like improv because not just because you're a great actor doesn't mean you're great at improv. And
1: Pedro Pascal strikes me as somebody who might be great at improv though. Yeah, like seeing him in um that Nick Nicholas Cage weight of massive content. He is, not content. is so fucking funny. <laughs> he is so fucking good. And so yeah, like I'm if he does. Wait, I, I, but, but you, again,
2: written comedy still different from improv. True, I would
1: say. true. Uh, but he just has that quirky energy <laughs> that makes me think that he would be one of those improv dudes. Um, if he does like a stand-up monologue, maybe I'll watch well, I mean, those it,
0: two minutes. Is it? It's not improv, right? They're yeah, all there's like fucking produced, prompters. And they're always like improv, looking I thought, at it. Page <laughs> <yeah>, is <know. laughs> gonna kill it. He's man. got the stuff. He's got the stuff, man. Um, story number three. Would you believe it? Bless. More Last of Us shit. Whoa! <laughs> this is an easy, quick one, though. You can watch the first episode of Last of Us show for free now. This comes from Ethan Gosh at Kotaku. Even if you don't have an HBO Max subscription, but you want to see what all the fuss is about when it comes to the series, you're in luck. In an unusual move, the streaming service has made the first episode of the new show free to watch. I wouldn't say it's unusual they do this for a lot of their, their bigger stuff um, that starts getting like that mainstream appeal. They did it for House of the Dragon as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, go check it out. If you don't, if somehow you're watching this show and you have interest in watching the last of us and haven't yet, now's your
1: chance. There you go. This could have been a chance. deal of the day, but yeah, go watch the last of episode one on
0: YouTube. <laughs> if you don't have HBO max. Um, and then I want to move on to the next story, but before I do that, bless, where are going to take me Tim. I'm going to take you to our sponsors. <laughs>
1: Yo, what's up? I'm Blessing, the host of Kinda Futy, the show where I ask members of Kinda Funny to answer questions like, name a game where you can fight giant enemies. Name a type of animal you can play as in Diddy Kong Racing. Name a PlayStation character who you'd want on your pickup basketball team. <laughs> Name a game genre that Greg Miller refuses to play. Good Games is not on there, but it was written in quite a bit. And see how many audience members voted for that answer. And it usually makes them kind of mad. Red Faction is our 30-point answer. yeah!
0: Oh yeah, baby!
2: That is our fourth most popular answer. Whoa, yeah. whoa, wow. whoa, whoa! I'm so I still waiting for Bust to be like, just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Once again, <laughs> you guys are so bad at this game! Catch up on the latest episodes right now, exclusively on patreon.com slash kind of funny.
0: You know, you guys are all lucky that you get to watch this episode live because who knows what's going on. There's never been an energy quite like this. You think you might like slip know. up and say something crazy? No, I don't <laughs> know about that. I don't know about that. I'm just saying who the hell knows what's going to happen today, you know? what's That That sounds like a threat. Who knows what's going to happen, Wes? <laughs> Story what? number four, Far Cry 7 and a standalone Far Cry multiplayer game are reportedly in the works. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Ubisoft's currently developing Far Cry 7 and a standalone Far Cry, multiplayer game. I want to stop right there. Thank you. Thank you. I've been saying it for years. Make a multiplayer game. Make a single player game. They don't need to be the same fucking game. Okay?
1: I was wondering where you were going with that. I thought, you were, I thought you were going to say, I've been requesting a Far Cry multiplayer game. And I was like, oh, this is not Tim Getty's. No. <laughs> He's going to replace. Something's wrong with him. He's trying to communicate to
0: us. <laughs> uh, according to reports from Kotaku and Insider Gaming, with the former claiming that Ubisoft CEO Yves Kimo uh, mentioned both games during an internal company update last week. Socials also told the site that Far Cry 7 is being made with Ubisoft's Snowdrop engine rather than the uh, Dunia engine used for recent series entries. Snowdrop powers Ubisoft Massive's The Division series, as well as the studio's upcoming Avatar Frontiers of Pandora and its open-world Star Wars game. You see that uh, Avatar 2, crossed 2 billion, is now the number 4 Highest grossing movie of all time, and it's closing in on number three. Are you? Why do you say that with an excited tone? Are you? Are you, are you rooting? Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> are you rooting for Avatar? <laughs> I'm fucking rooting for Avatar. Fuck yeah, I am. You're the only dude. person I know rooting Show for Avatar. Show some fucking respect, man. Uh, according to Insider Gaming sources, Ubisoft Montreal is working on both new Far Cry games, which were originally planned to be part of the same package. Uh, the multiplayer game, and now it's not. So thank you, thank you, Ubisoft. Um, both titles are said to be tentatively scheduled for release in the fall or autumn of 2025 far cry six, which released in 2021 included online campaign co-op, but didn't have a competitive multiplayer component. Ubisoft said this month that it had canceled three unannounced games and was planning to strengthen its focus on its biggest brands and live service following weaker than expected software sales over the holiday season. A lot of interesting stuff in
1: here. Um, could you believe that they made it far cry seven? They're about to make it a Far Cry 7. And even with that, that doesn't even include the, the spinoffs, right? We've had Fire a lot of Far and Cry and games. Stuff, yeah. yeah, when you get to the Dinosaur 1 and the f- featured parody space
0: one. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's really wild, but I do think that with that, Far Cry 7 and a separate multiplayer game, if they're talking here 2025, fall of 2025, mm-hmm. and the last Far Cry game, 2021, that's a pretty nice gap. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about it like that. Because I'm thinking back, um, and I might be wrong about this. And, and when you add the spin spinoffy ones, like I, I think it gets even yeah. a quicker clip. But it felt like for a while, Far Cry. There was three was back to back, to and back. then I feel like the gap to four was like a little, you know, a little long. And then I felt like it just kept going after that.
1: I mean, wait. I imagine because
2: uh, Far Cry Four was, I it think was like 2015? around fifteen. It or might have been twenty fourteen, yeah, because yeah. that was very early. ps for, and then Far Cry Five. I was at IGN at that point, so that was like twenty seventeen. I want to say probably around that, yeah. yeah. And then in between that, in to between be fair, you had Primal, it, yeah, you had Primal, which was mm-hmm. er like what twenty sixteen.
1: Oh, they also put out that Far Cry, the one with the the. Tw- it was like twins, and it was post apocalyptic. Yeah, give me well,
2: give me one was, sec. Uh, that, that was, was the one five. Nick, Sc- uh, Nick Scarpino liked that that came out in twenty
0: nineteen. I'm gonna drop the facts for y'all motherfuckers. Drop okay? the facts. Uh, Far Cry two was two thousand eight. Okay. Far Cry 3, 2012 twenty twelve. Uh-huh. Then twenty thirteen, Far Cry three, Blood
2: Dragon. Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon, yeah.
0: Twenty fourteen, Far Cry four. Two oh, so fourteen? 14? twenty fourteen oh, Far Cry four. Okay. Far Cry Primal was until twenty sixteen, and Far Cry 5, 2018. Oh. And then Far Cry New Dawn, twenty nineteen, and then Far Cry Six in twenty twenty one. So I think our gut instinct was actually wrong. It's just the spin offs make it seem like there's been so much Far yeah. Cry, but there's actually but like there's
1: not been a spinoff off
0: since or come, at least announced. Right, we don't have a spin off after
1: twenty uh, after this latest Far Cry, Far Cry Six. And so you're kind of spot on. By by the time you get to twenty twenty five, that'll be a sizable gap if they don't have a spin off title. Exactly, and which I they might. <laughs> I mean, they might. They had the DLC that they dropped for Far Cry Six, and I feel like that might have helped fill in the the space there. Um, I I would also think that it's weird that the, the Far Cry Seven in the multiplayer game are leaking before uh, um, a spinoff would leak. Um, and so, yeah, I could I could see painting out that way, especially with their with them changing engines. I think that for me is the notable thing. You know, like I would be totally down for a Far Cry that feels a, diff- a bit different in, in gameplay, right? Like, I, th- I think there's a lot of improvement to be, ma- be-, be made there. I think the multiplayer thing is interesting. I don't like that it's an extraction-based shooter, and maybe they find a way to far cry it and make it interesting. All I know is that they made an extraction-based shooter with one of their biggest IPs that makes sense for an extraction-based shooter in Rainbow Six Siege, or sorry, Rainbow Six Extraction. <laughs> 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 and Rainbow Six Extraction didn't hit i don't know if rainbow six extraction doesn't hit as an extraction based shooter from ubisoft i don't know how much trust i have in a far cry extraction game from ubisoft again maybe they take learnings maybe they figure shit out maybe it is a different engine maybe it is more focused and more budget they are talking we are talking about ubisoft now that is trying to refocus and go hey let's shave off all the unnecessary stuff let's shave off all this extracurricular stuff and focus in on our bigger ips far cry for ubisoft is a bigger IP, so maybe that does make sense for them in that way, where it is, maybe that Far Cry extraction game was actually a different, weird you know, the, I don't know new extraction game that they're now putting the Far Cry name on, who knows all I know <laughs> is that uh, there's a lot of Far Cry out there, yeah. I cannot believe we're at 7, and maybe a multiplayer game
0: yeah, for sure, now, question for you, Bless what up? there's a couple things we talk about a lot on this show, we talk about the Xbox Dominoes. we talk about Ubisoft not having an identity, when are they going to figure it out do you think that 2025 is the turning point? Because, uh, like, we know we understand game development takes time. We know that, like, it's not as simple as just like, "Hey, there's problems now, so next year they'll fix it all." Do you think that this is the first signs, the first things we're hearing about a potential new proposed vision for what Ubisoft can be? Possibly, uh, going by the assumption
1: that Ubisoft is not acquired by then, or has has merged with another company by then. I think by 2025, we might we might start to see inklings of a new and improved Ubisoft. I don't think Far Cry is going to be that, right? I think Far and to Far Cry's credit, from what I can tell, Far Cry has always been consistent like, it's not like far cry 6 was garbage by any means right like far cry 6 came out and it was far cry it did what far cry did and that's probably honestly that's probably good for far cry and that's probably good for for ubisoft i don't know if far cry 7 and the far cry multiplayer game are going to be what reinvent ubisoft but by then i imagine that you know use Assassin's Creed Mirage, supposedly, is coming out this year. I think that'll come out this year. By then, I think we're talking about Assassin's Creed um, uh, Red, I think is the next one, right? The one that's in Japan. If that one comes out and that one hits, that's going to be huge, let alone the massive uh, Star Wars game. If that comes out and that hits, that's going to be huge, right? I think those two games hitting, Avatar, coming out Hitting. and being good right like i i think those are the things that start to get you back on track and start to um uh refocus ubisoft right let alone like maybe some of the other big partnerships that they're they're working on i would love to see another mario and rabbits for the people that like mario and rabbits and i would like to see that hit more than th- this previous one uh not that it was bad but it just didn't sell as yeah. much as the, the original one
0: because we're talking like almost three years from now for these games to come out. Because they're saying fall 2025. Yeah. So it's like, it's t- the latter half, right? Of, uh...
1: Are we going to get Splinter Cell Remake, remake by then? Because that's, that's already announced. They're already working on that. I mean, yeah, 2025 sounds right for that, mm-hmm. I would say. 2024 sounds early. I know we yeah. use the word dominoes a lot, but those are the dominoes, right? Splinter Cell, Star Wars, um, Assassin, the new Assassin's Creed games. I think if those start hitting and those start being consistent then yeah that's i think that spells out a brighter broader future future for, for ubisoft and i think that gets us through what, what i've been talking about in terms of Ubisoft in the last few years has had a lot of games that it feels like they're just pooping out. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not... Like, like roller uh, champions didn't really get that much fanfare from the audience. And then also, it didn't feel like you got that much fanfare from Ubisoft. Where was the marketing for that game? Uh, um, The one that I liked, Riders Republic, is another one that felt like it came out. And it's like, cool, it's out. Let's see how the audience takes to it. But like, it didn't feel like they were pushing it that hard like the marketing budget didn't feel like it lived up to what that game was rainbow six extraction hyperscape the list goes on the, uh, the announced the project q that was announced and then shut down there's a lot of ubisoft games that are either announced or came out that just aren't getting the support and it feels like a result of previous management that editorial team green lighting all this stuff and now having to go all right, like right, let's just get through all this bullshit so we can get to the stuff that we actually want to push because we know this stuff is going to be good for the company. Maybe that's, maybe that's by 2025. Maybe once we get there, we're going to be past all the bullshit.
0: Yeah, man. It's, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I, I want them to be good. I want them to figure this stuff out. I've got to be honest. I, I'm getting less and less hopeful by the year at this point. I don't even want to say the day because it, it's been so long since I've been excited about the idea. If, if Ubisoft announces doing a Ubisoft Forward Mm-hmm. in a week i'd be like oh cool that's something i need to schedule it yeah. wouldn't be something that i'm <laughs> like fuck yeah i'm excited about it which like almost every other showcase has that vibe are you with I mean, me e- that? i mean yeah
1: like even ea if ea did a showcase next week i'm excited for uh, for it that's more than what i could say about what i could have said about ea years and years ago right i feel like Ubisoft is now taking that ea spot of Oh, man, if I see a Ubisoft Showcase, I know what it's going to be. It's going to be updates on Assassin's Creed. It's going to be another Skull and Bones trailer for some, re- <laughs> for some reason. right? It's going to be Just Dance 2024. It's and gonna
2: still be... no Beyond Good and Evil 2.
1: And still no Beyond oh, Good Prince and Evil 2. And a still Ray no man.
2: Rayman. And Prince Where's my Rayman? Per- and
0: Prince of Persia is still being remade. By who? Who knows? who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I hope that they care. I hope they care as much as Motive cared about Dead Space. Is that too much to ask?
1: I mean right now I feel like Ubisoft needs a motive. Ubisoft needs a uh, a um respawn, right? Like they need those those stars. They need um what the EA Originals, right? Like they they need stars over there to like no. car- to carry them
0: up. You're so right, but what you're saying, mm-hmm. For as trepidatious as I am about the future of Ubisoft, they can turn it around. We've now seen it. I feel like we need to really really take in the fact that we've had more turnaround stories than oh man they fucked up and they just never got back stories in the games industry when it comes to specific game titles things like cyberpunk etc cetera, etc cetera. but now even EA we were talking about this the last couple of days but like everyone hates EA mm-hmm. and the last two three years EA is awesome yeah like EA is not EA is perfect
1: dope. but oh, awesome. EA has problems for sure but at the very least, EA is putting out games that we will put up there as some of our most anticipated. Jedi Survivor is coming out in a couple months. I cannot fucking wait for Jedi Survivor, right? Like, every now, whenever there's an Apex season launch, I at least peek in to see, like, all right, what's the new hero? Like, l- let, me, let me check this out. You know, like, we just got Dead Space, and Dead Space is, so far, the highest uh, Metacritic game of the year. We're in January, I know, but, like, I'm sure that's going to stay that way for a little bit, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Really, really interesting. And then also, Escape. yeah, uh, Mr. Showtime says NFS Unbound was great. Even though nobody bought it, but yeah, they came out with a Need for Speed game that that was good. We all, for at least a minute, were like, "What? This is cool." Yeah, I played a little bit uh, last weekend just because I saw it on my dashboard. I'm like, "You know what? what? Let me put up Need for Speed." And it's a it's a fun Need for Speed game. It is a fun Need for Speed game. Like racing games, man, they're just they're just so fun. Story number five: uh, The Forza Motorsport release date may have been delayed. It's been claimed. Uh, this comes from Tom Ivan at the VGC. Uh, Microsoft may have delayed the Forza Motorsport release date. Uh, Xbox announced last June that the game would be released in the spring of 2023 and said separately it was scheduled for release in the first half of the year. But during Wednesday's Xbox and Bethesda developer underscore direct showcase, uh, the latest update on the game only confirmed that it was still targeting a 2023 release, leading to speculation that it may have slipped. Following the show, Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb, a.k.a. Jeffy Grub Grubb, said he'd been told that the game had been delayed until the second half of the year. What I'm hearing, I'm feeling pretty good about after this. Uh, Sorry, here's the quote for you. What I'm hearing, I'm feeling pretty good about this after asking around a couple of times after hearing about it the first time earlier today. It does seem like Forza is going to slip later into the year and probably won't be the first half of the year, he said on Thursday. Grubb added, the time frame I'm hearing for Forza is Q3, and maybe even a little bit later than that. VGC has contacted Microsoft to ask if the is still scheduled for release in the first half of 2023, as announced last year, uh, but has not heard back. What do you think, Bless? I'm not that mad at this. I know, I'm sure a lot of the
1: Xbox audience is like, oh, what the fuck, like, Xbox and these games, like, all, all this stuff. But I look at Xbox's first half already, and I feel like it's a fine first half, especially getting Hi-Fi Rush this week. Like, more, the more I play this game, the more I'm like, "Wow, this is a this is a dope ass release from Xbox." You know, like I, at this, I'm at the point now playing um, uh, Hi-Fi Rush that if this game doesn't end up in my top ten for at, by the end of the year, that would mean that this is one of the best video game years of all time. That's how much I'm enjoying this game, yeah. right? And we're only in January. Let alone we got Goldeneye uh, today. Right, And I know, like, Knight isn't the perfect release. There seems to be some, um, some issues with that. But, you know, we got that. Um, there's Atomic Heart next, next, next month. And I'm going to lump in some third-party stuff because third-party stuff does come to the platform. But, you know, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, the Harry Potter, Minecraft Legends, you know, Redfall is, is, is May 2nd. The first half for Xbox is fine, even without Forza. And I think if you're looking at a second half of the year for Xbox that is being carried by Forza and Starfield... I think that'll spell out a better year for Xbox than we've had in a while. And so I'm not, too, I'm not too worried about whether or not Forza hits first half or second half. I think that audience will play that game when they, when they play that game, right? I don't think it's, they're in a rush for Forza by any means. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm also not a motorsport person. I'm a, I'm a Horizon Hi-Fi person.
0: Rush. I was telling Barrett this yesterday. I don't think I'm ever going to remember the name Hi-Fi Rush.
1: It's so, yeah, it's such a, like, a tough-to-recall name. It's because it, it's, it's like what? It, it, it feels like you just pulled together random
0: words. I keep saying, <laughs> I, I don't know why, I keep calling it high-res funk, and you, it's not that. You, uh, yesterday you called it hi fi funk when we sat down to do the show. Here I am, everybody. Here I'm just,
1: I'm just a man. He's I'm just, just a man. I'm just an innocent man. Hi fi rush at the same time is a dope name, but I feel like it might be bad branding <laughs> at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Because uh, o- I love it, but O-G- I don't know if it's Jesus says, you. Tim,
0: your brain fascinates me, my dude. <laughs> Timmy Buddy says, I keep saying Wi-Fi rush. That's the thing, man. It's just, it's, it's weird. Have you played more of Hi-Fi Rush? Um, yes, not enough, not nearly enough. What a goddamn video game. We're going to be talking about a lot more next week. The X-Cast will be the actual review of the game. Mm. And then Gamescast, um, whoever's on it, will just give their impressions as well. But what a fucking time, man. I'm just so excited. I'm electrified. He's by, electrified. By this game just popping out of nowhere and like doing, doing something that is so unique and can never be done again. Like, what happened a couple days ago with the release of Hi-Fi Rush... Yes, I, yeah. I rush. Um, <laughs> is so special for the games industry. And I feel like we've had so many bad news stories, we have had so many disappointing things to just get a fucking win. It's just great. Out of like, nowhere, too. What a January already when it comes to video games. Getting Dead Space and this so early, like the month's not even over. We're running out of days here. But like we got so many amazing video games. Like you saying that this might be the best year. I think that it. If it's not the best year, it's going to be a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just set up for success. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The more I play Hi-Fi Rush,
1: the more I'm like, how in the world does this game exist? How did Xbox turn a Tango game works and, and go, hey, release one of the best games of the year just on a random Wednesday in January, and they did it. Like Hi-Fi Rush is so goddamn good. I I'm trying to find a clip. I can't find the clip. But there was a clip that somebody was sharing about. Um, it was one of the early cutscenes in the game where they they go from. Just like the regular, it's not even an early cutscene. Actually, I think it might be later. But uh, they go from gameplay into like this dope ass three D animated cutscene that transitions so cleanly into two D animation, and they're do, they do cutscene stuff. And then like the, the child main character breaks through a window, and like they use that transition to then transition back to three D gameplay. And it's like, how in the world? Did you accomplish this? It feels like I'm playing a Spider-Verse game. It's yeah. ridiculous how good the animation is. And then also how fun the game is. It's fucking
0: cool, man. It's and, you know so we're, special. we're
1: talking about how good how good games are right now. Um started playing Hitman Freelancer yesterday. I'm sure I can save all this from for um Games casts but we got time. Um I started playing hitman freelancer yesterday which like if you've somehow missed it hitman 3 yesterday did the transition into becoming hitman world of assassination to where now it includes all the levels from hitman uh hitman's 2 and 1 and so there's a buttload of levels in this game now they're all they're treating it all as one package now um the new freelancer mode in the game is basically a roguelite mode where you uh you log in right or you boot up the game you hit the mode you get into the mode and you have this hub area that you can walk around is Agent 47. And you have like a like a gun locker that has like all these slots for guns. You have like places where you can go for items. You have other rooms that you can go into. Like there's a closet where you can change your clothes and you unlock that at level three. And you like you up your level by uh, doing the hitman missions, the roguelite like missions. Um, but like, the, I unlocked the closet at level 3, there are other rooms where it's like, you'll unlock this room at level 7, you'll unlock this room at level 15, and I'm like, I don't know what these rooms are, but I really want to know what these, you'll unlock upstairs at level 18, and I'm like, oh, I need to know what level, I need to know what's upstairs, and so basically, you are going through, you pick up these different contracts, and the contracts are these um, stacked up hitman missions that are in the different areas of the game and each mission is hey take out these one or two people in the level without dying if you die i think it's like if you die twice then your run is over and you have have to start all over so it's the high stakes hitman missions where you start with nothing, also, right? From the first get go, you you are starting with nothing. You go out. The items that you find in the world are the items that you get to carry forward into the next mission. And so, if I find a wrench or if I find a screwdriver, I get to keep that for the, for the next mission and use it there. Same with guns. Same with weapons. All that stuff. Interesting. I've been, I've been, I played it a little bit yesterday, and already I'm enthralled with it. And it's also it's also um it's tough if you're not great at Hitman, which I am learning that I am not as great at Hitman as I thought I was because this mode is beating my ass. <laughs> but so I am you're
2: saying this is not for Nick Scarpino.
1: No, it's not for Nick Scarpino, but I want to make Nick Scarpino do this because the thing I like about this mode is how it forces you to be careful. You don't have like save states. You don't you can't just like reload your last save if you fucked up. I, I have been getting angry at myself where I'm like standing in a position and I'm about to get the pounce on uh, my target and somebody, just a fucking random person sees me pull out my um, my machete. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what you doing with the machete? And I'm like, don't look, don't look. And then all of a sudden, a, a big thing breaks out and I'm like, fuck, I need to be more careful. I have never played a, I guess I've never played a stealth immersive sim roguelite like this before and it is dope as fuck um i'm super into the concept i want to keep going back and keep playing and getting better but yeah video games are happening right now they're they're really cool they're happening yeah
2: one thing i want to shout out for hi-fi rush because i started it last night um because I remember someone saying it was like tutorial heavy at the the very beginning. I think maybe you blessed. Yeah. But even the tutorials, like I was laughing at, like that dumb robot who's like, you know, insisting that you guys are friends and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is like a lot of tutorial, and like you're kind of repeating tutorials with him. But it was also like payoff with, you know, some some good jokes some fun, really fun writing. I, I think. The other thing oh yeah, know.
0: I, I th- think we're all in agreement on that. It's just the. Level of quality, Barrett. Once you get through the tutorials, it yeah. oh, it skyrockets, man! It's like, crazy. It's, oh, okay. it's yeah, like, I,
2: I got to the base last night, so I I got through like the first. Oh, like, man, uh, tutorial level last night. Just wait,
1: because yeah, it is that first level. Where you're like, oh, this is a pretty cool. Game. And then you get to the second level, and you're like, oh yeah, this is really cool. And then you get to the third level, and it's like, oh, this game is dope as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like this exactly. is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, so, it's it's really it's really cool. Um, but anyways, we have that Forza rounding this out. Not surprised. I I think that that's the type of game. That's a perfect example of a game that just get it right like it's yeah. going to, i mean like grand Turismo 7 right came out like it, these are uh, games that are not for everybody right mm-hmm. Forza Horizon is more the pick up and play anyone's yep. going to have fun with this Forza Motorsport that's for that's for the hardcore the get it just right get for it. the hardcore yeah um story number 6 Skybound Entertainment makes a substantial investment in Mega Cat Studios Skybound Entertainment made a uh, the uh, the investment in Megacat Studios, a creative first video game developer with a retro ethos and culture of innovation. Megacat Studios is currently developing WrestleQuest, a new RPG adventure featuring a licensed roster of iconic wrestling legends for Skybound. Uh, the strategic investment continues Skybound's efforts to expand its global publishing footprint and to partner with top game-making talent and creative teams. Quote, Megacat Studios is an incredibly ambitious and talented team of game developers that are dedicated to their craft, reimagining retro style and Entertainment in exciting and innovative ways. Uh, James Deegan and the Mega Cat team embody a culture of fandom, and this closely aligns with our efforts to put fans and creators first. Retro games deliver a massive nostalgic element. After seeing the progress and creativity on WrestleQuest, we are extremely excited about working closely on the future growth of the studio. This is awesome. Yeah, I think this is really cool. Um, Skybound Games, I think, um, are. A really 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 great group of people that really care about video games and specifically like these type of games like these small indie titles and they have the the means to push um and they have the brand of skybound so i think this is awesome um and this is a a, the the smallest scale version of playstation eventually getting insomniac because Mm -hmm. we all knew it was a match made in heaven It's kind of the same thing here this is on the indie side but this, they've been working together for a, a while anyways, now just kind of sealing the deal hill sealing the deal deal here. I think it's going to be even better for Russell quest when it comes out and whatever they have in the
1: future. Yeah. I think this is awesome. I'm all for indie developers getting more funding, right? Cause we have, we've heard all the crazy stories of, Oh man, I, so I quit my job. I sold my house to like get the money to make this game. And now my life depends on if this game succeeds or not. Right. Like those are the kind of horror stories that can exist when it comes to video game development, right. And indie, indie development, because again, video games take a lot of money to make, make, a, they take a lot of time to make and video games are really hard to make. Uh, uh, and so being megacast studios and working on this game WrestleQuest, quest which is going to be for a niche audience it's going to speak to the greg Mill- millers of the world i'm curious about it i want to try this game out i played a, l- so a little bit of it at summer game fest and i thought, thought it was really cool um But, like, this is a game that is going to speak so loudly to a very niche audience and being able to have Skybound back you and invest in you so that you can make that game with a bit more uh, comfortability and then also maybe continue to look toward your future as a studio and have that future be a little bit more secure. I think that's awesome. And so, yeah, yeah, good on Megacast Studio for for securing that. And, yeah, good on Skybound for having an eye uh, for um, really cool indie developers.
0: Yep. They they do and they they have and I I think that they have a lot of really cool stuff brewing that I I expect Skybound to b- become a bigger deal in the the coming years when it mm-hmm. comes to the indie space of really like I don't know that they'll ever hit a devolver level but I do think that it there there will be in the conversation yeah. when I, start li- about the I like
1: the idea of having more of those right yeah, more sure. devolvers in Apurna's Thunderfalls like the indie publishers a great example too yeah, yeah that like focus in on these indie games that have like, these indie devs that have really cool ideas but wouldn't um could very much use a publisher to have to give them the backing and give them the
0: help they need. Yeah. Um well finding out if they're gonna get the help that they need so far away the <laughs> well, Friday. No, well, What's coming out today?
1: Where did I look? You look toward the official list of upcoming <laughs> software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each every weekday
0: i got my own reader mail for you like a reader reader mail that's up here for you oh okay yeah i'm excited for this um but before we get into that i think we have a surprise do we do we (laughs) the surprise is dead space is being remade and it's out today it is out today (laughs) What, did you think, what do you think he was coming to know. take someone on the microphone? I don't know. And then we have GoldenEye 007 coming out, which is crazy. Never thought I would have that type of out today uh, on the same day with Dead Space. In the same day as that What, what year is big it?
2: Big surprise.
0: Dead what year Space. is it? The big surprise. The big surprise. Uh, a Tone, Heart of the Elder Tree, is on PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, did you say Tim do, Tendo Switch? And Fe- did I? I don't know. Andy, what are you doing?
2: looking for his guitar i think he's he's looking for his guitar okay okay
1: go 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 tim saw you walk by and thought you were coming to the the microphone
0: it it looked like you were walking on and he (laughs) started
1: started introducing you as a special guest and i'm
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man this episode i'm telling y'all going down in the books i'm saying this is a ghastly episode right it's what you're happens in this episode. Don't watch this episode. If you inhale, <laughs> if you inhale enough
1: of this smoke, this is what happens to you. <laughs> this is what happens. To smoke everybody. machines, man. I don't know what's. In Did there. I
0: say Tim Tendo? <laughs> it sounded like you said Tim Tendo. Tim, Tim uh Dance of Death, Duloc and Fay on Switch, Farming Life on Switch, Nos New Operating System on Switch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Recall on Xbox, Switch, and PC. Wonderland Nights, White Rabbit's Diary on everything, uh, and then Squiggle Drop is on Apple Arcade. Hell yeah. On uh, new dates for you, Sweet Transit launches a brand new update, Forging Forward, on February 8th on Steam. Steam. (laughs) Uh, And then, what's your reader mail? All right. You're my Hollywood
1: homie, right? Like I I trust you when it comes to Mm -hmm. entertainment Mm -hmm. critique, knowing what's up, knowing the ins and outs Mm -hmm. of what's going on in the entertainment industry. Uh, Casting. Yes. All right. I want you to to cast two characters. Uh Uh-oh. I want you to cast the villain for Far Cry 7. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want you to cast the character that plays Abby in Ooh. season two of of oh, Us. Oh, oh, oh.
0: Ah! oh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. With this. I'm going to say. <laughs> Little Jacob Chat says Tim's casting couch. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, Far Cry, Far Cry 7. Well, shit. Salty surprise says Michael Sarah, <laughs> which <laughs> ooh, <laughs> legit could be interesting. I have an
2: answer that could be for fun. Both. I have an answer for both. Bear, both. hit
1: me. Oh, oh, oh! Interesting. So, so Bear says Florence Pugh, and I love Florence Pugh. I, I want I, right.
2: to see Florence Pugh play a villain in a video game. That would be fun.
1: Oh, wait, for, oh, Far, for Cry. Far Cry. Well,
2: I, I, I said i have an answer for both.
1: Oh, so oh the same one answer, for one answer for both. <laughs> I thought you were going to give us two answers. Oh, interesting. I would love Florence Pugh as the villain for Far Cry 7. For sure. I think that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's... You know, that's a... I'm not going to get better than that for Far Cry. Yeah. That's real good. That's really good, actually. For for Abby, one uh, fan casting I've seen people do that I'm, I'm really into is uh, Peyton List, who is Tori from Cobra Kai. And... She, she'd be fucking great at it. But I think age would be wrong on this. Mm. Hear me out, though, Bless. Hear me out. Oh, I'm hearing. What if I said the words
1: Kiki Palmer? You're crazy. That, I mean, age is really wrong for that. Yeah. I mean, but, but I but like, like, like could they, play they could figure it out, you know? Like, Kiki Palmer... I love Kiki Palmer. <laughs> and Kiki Palmer, I think, does have, like, the physique, right? Like, I could, I could see her nailing that role. Yeah. But I do feel like her playing opposite... Of um, uh, Bella, Bella Ramsey's Ellie, I feel like it's a bit of a mismatch. Maybe they could play it off on camera. Maybe they could they could figure it out, that out. But I'm not
0: sold by it. Yeah, and I, I get that the age is kind of a thing, but I also semi expect them to change Abby's age to be higher anyway. Be higher. Yeah. Why so? Not too higher, but I I don't know. I just get. Does that forget how? How I feel old it is in my Tom Tom? How old is Ellie in Last of Us Part Two? She's
2: nineteen, and I. Th- I think it's abby's supposed to be only a couple years older than her like yeah because i got years older. early
1: 20s vibes here's the thing <laughs> i'll throw out one i don't know why i'm throwing this one out i think it's because my brain again my brain does the thing when it comes to castings where it finds the most random person mm-hmm. that would be hilarious in the role <laughs> and fills them in and like not that this person will be hilarious but for some reason my mind won't take me off of sabrina carpenter <laughs>
0: I, thought you were gonna I mean, say I see Michael why Sarah. you're thinking it. Like maybe it's just the age. I, I I think it's like she, it's. I think it's the face. The face, but that would be horrible. I know, I know it would be.
1: I know it would be. I just love her song Nons- "Nonsense" so much. It's such a good song. Everybody go stream "Nonsense" on Spotify.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> Someone threw out Chloe
2: Grace Moretz, but I that like seven years ago, maybe. Exactly. You know? Yeah. She's a little too old now.
0: I mean, I'm gonna be surprised if it's a white woman really i mean yeah they even just like look at the choices last of us hbo's made Hmm. my thing is i don't know younger hollywood like
1: that and i'm sure of course they could it doesn't matter right like you are acting anyway so maybe they find somebody in their later 20s or whatever but i don't i don't expect for it to be a known actor that's like in their 30s or in their oh, yeah. upper, upper 20s, right? I would think that it's either somebody who maybe we don't know that well that is younger or somebody who, who's Similar to Bella Ramsey, like, right? Like, yeah. we
2: only really knew her from Game of Thrones, right? How
1: in chat since John Cena? Somebody
2: else <laughs>
0: See, the thing, that, the thing, though, and, like, without getting into too many details here, it's, like, because, like, Bella Ramsey in HBO's Last of Us, like, she's 14, but then we get the age up in, in two, mm-hmm. and, like, we sit with Abby in that era the most right so i think that that's the most important part to get right and then you can de-age a little easier that way give me zendaya i mean give me zendaya make zendaya do some
1: push-ups okay
0: wait that's that is the biggest problem with that for sure like that's a no that's that is that is a no um this is actually that's a pretty difficult casting to make it is but i mean here's my thing i think they're gonna nail it i think whoever they announce i'm gonna be like oh that's fucking good
1: yeah Somebody says get Zendaya for, actually, no. They said, who who do they get for for Dina? And in my mind, I'm like, actually, no, I I would love Dina played by Zendaya. I just want Zendaya to play everybody.
0: I feel that. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Let us know in the comments below who you want to play, Abby, and who you want to be the bad guy in Far Cry 7. And bonus points if you're like Barrett and have one choice for both. That's the challenge today. That's the challenge everybody
1: oh man i was going for the for the yawn into <laughs> the arm <laughs> michael sarah michael sarah like, <sighs>
0: um next week we have greg and me hosting on monday greg and bless on tuesday blessing greg on wednesday blessing me on thursday and me and bless on friday uh, also remember every monday we react live at 9 a.m on youtube.com slash kind of funny games twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to the last of us we have episode three this sunday um by all accounts, this is going to be one of the greatest episodes in television history. Bless, that's what everyone saying. The, the hype is too high for this. A, that the hype is is. If anything less than a it's, ten, I think it's crazy that roof. people
2: are who have seen the full season are saying this about episode three and not the uh, last episode.
1: I'm excited. people, yeah. people are I'm, saying Macy Williams in chat. Somebody said Macy Williams. In Why
2: chat. can't I think of? Macy Just Williams, get the whole Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, get yeah. the whole
1: yeah. Game of Thrones cast in
2: there. Uh, really quick, did we do? You're wrong.
0: No, we're doing it right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can remember. Kind of funny.com, yeah, you fucking know you'd fucking know um i learned what a troglodyte was
1: yesterday <laughs> <laughs> i know it's random but i had to share this with you because like i because I, I, I had to, i just i was like you know we call the people in chat trogs or at least like on the patreon chat mm-hmm. trogs mm-hmm. and then i was like is that what's that short for and then my my mind was like oh it's probably short for troglodyte and i was like can we call people that is that okay
2: <laughs> and I, I thought it was it short for doors. Like from Home Oh, star
1: from com. Home Star runner. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're doing there.
0: Um, all right. T- Nano has two uh interesting urongs here. One, Bless said Ubisoft needs an EA originals. They already have one, Ubi Arts, which yeah, but Ubisoft was like, Ubi- abandoned. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. they don't
1: have that anymore. Bring they probably have it, but they come don't Come on, use
0: let's it. go. And then <laughs> Nano also says that uh according to Neil Druckmann, Abby is twenty years old. So yeah, twenty is that nebulous age that I think is is easier to pull off you Yeah, you, you look a bit older, but yeah. Um Anyways, that's all we got wrong cuz we're fucking badasses, bless. We're fucking badasses. Me and you, you and I. That's fucking... Um, we're going to keep hanging out. We're actually going to do a fun little set change here, get the couches out, and then we're going to play some Golden Eye 64. Let's oh, get this shit. Fantastic. Um, hang out with us. Stay on Twitch. Go to the different video on YouTube. Just have a great weekend, man. Watch the Royal Rumble. Oh, you know what? What up? Hit me him. The Royal Rumble's tomorrow, which I think means tonight, is episode one of season two of greg's wwe show this is awesome
2: he's already tweeted about it so it might already be up. it might already be
0: up if you have peacock go support show some love to greg miller we shot it here in the spare bedroom which is pretty fucking cool Pretty really uh, yeah really cool
1: and remember if you get peacock you can keep your subscription that way when twisted metal comes to peacock later on you'll be ready (laughs) you'll be ready (laughs) you'll be ready
0: Anyways, I can't wait for all.
1: the set. I can't wait for the Twisted Metal set that we're going to have here. Em- oh, my God. We're going to yeah. fucking kill
0: it, Bless. <laughs> we're going to uh, be in the says Royal Rumble tomorrow or Sunday. The Rumble's on Saturday. The WB's changed his pay-per-views to be Saturday. Oh, I didn't the, know that. It's for WrestleMania, which is two days, Saturday and Sunday. <gasps> I'm so fucking stoked for the Rumble, Bless. You don't understand. I don't. You don't, don't understand, <laughs> Bless!
1: I, I saw a video. Uh, uh, it was a TikTok that was talking about 2009 Randy Orton. And like that was back when I watched the WWE, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, it won't it won't get any better than 2009. <laughs> Randy
0: Orton. What if I told you <laughs> it does? Anyways, it does not. In no all. way. He was kicking people's heads great. off. Bye.
2: <laughs>